Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Boswell and Tim McDonald. And in the week that saw the final filming of Neighbours, Mel, Ramsey Street Royalty, Toady, aka Ryan Mullane, We'll talk showbiz with Mel Dracina and sport with Titus O'Reilly. And speaking of sport, we've got to touch on the moment of the morning. And Redmayne makes the save. It's a save that means the world to Australia. The Socceroos have done it. The Socceroos are through to the World Cup. Spoiler alert. Um... Let's cross live to Tony Armstrong. He, he's just found out he's up against you at the Logies. Oh, that is why he is so excited. Don't you guys applaud that? He'll be celebrating on Sunday. <laughs> of course, the excitement is fever pitch, not just in Melbourne, Mel, but on the Today Show. Check him out. I love his reaction. <laughs> That's right. So good. And from the World Cup qualifying to tax time. <laughs> That mood. Naturally, though, Socceroos coach Graham Arnold was speechless. Through to this World Cup. It's too much, isn't it? It's just too much. I mean, what can you say? I mean, something. Something. I, I think Mitch Duke found the right word. So many people wrote us off. I was going to have a fucking... Oh, sorry. Commiserations to Peru. Yes. They were confident coming into the game. A group of Peruvian shaman and healers gathered to cast a spell on the Socceroos. <laughs> and I promised that it works. <laughs> Not all the time. Um, they, had some great, they had some great tax tips, though, so well worth a follow. Actually, can we just cross back to Tony Armstrong? <laughs> wow. Enjoying Tony a little too much for my liking. <laughs> What's not to like? He's an enjoyable, some would say popular presenter. Well done, Tony Armstrong. Well, the Socceroos will soon fly home and across the country, many travellers have waited all weekend for passports, luggage, planes. This passenger was waiting for something else. Overwhelming. I need a Valium and a Scotch to go with the Valium. I'm only 8am. Have you got any? <laughs> It's just nice to see my mum out and about. <laughs> um... Well, with the long weekend, many Aussies were desperate to get on a plane. Nine years, Darwin, were just desperate to get a shot of a plane. We're going to see it or not. We'll, we'll stick with you if we are, but uh, you're right. there, what have we got there? Look, we've got some nice grass well, and a person. And... <laughs> camera, camera operator had some Valium and some scotch. Oh, right, so... Yeah, right. <laughs> So many passengers struggled with flights over the weekend. Some struggled more with talking about their flight. One of them is Paul Beswick, who faced a number of logistical problems when returning home from a trip to Australia. He's with me now. Paul, good morning. <laughs> oh, he's still returning. Paul, can you hear me? So I'll tell you what happened with Paul. Okay, right. <laughs> He was caught trying to smuggle a router. Oh, right. Um, are, you, are you having flashbacks to Adam Bant? Because I am. Um, no, he was wonderful. Look, 
One, tra one traveller, Mel, managed to make their way into the country. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern arrived in Australia this week for an important meeting with our leader. Carl Stefanovic. Um, so welcome, welcome back to the country. <laughs> you could end up an Australian one day. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no prospect of that happening. That's the farthest answer we've had this morning. It's a hard no. It's a hard no. A hard no. You'd, you'd be used to that, Tim. <laughs> I was going to say, it's weird seeing Jacinda doing a Melanie Bracewell impersonation. <laughs> That's the weird thing. But of course, Jacinda Ardern was here for an important set of meetings with Anthony Albanese. Or as they call it in New Zealand... The traditional trans-Tasman grip and grin. <laughs> Better than the traditional rug and tug, uh, as, a, as a general rule. Okay, so we like Tony Armstrong and Rug and Tug. Is that, that's what we like. The meeting between the two leaders, Mel, came at the perfect time for everyone, except this expert on ABC News. Why is it important for us to know more about the creation of the solar system? A really important thing is for, for understanding the Earth and where the Earth is going. It was actually. <laughs> and let's take a nice to Sydney. Guess we'll never know. <laughs> Well, Jacinda Ardern used the meeting to try and reset the relationship. Anthony Albanese used the meeting to try and get into a relationship. We are great friends and uh, I want to build on that. It's a hard no. Look, <laughs> Albo Mel was keen to get out of the friend zone. Jacinda put him straight back in there. There is much more that unites us than will ever divide us because we are first and foremost family. OK, right. <laughs> Zoned, uh... Seeing an Aussie and a Kiwi pretending desperately to be friends and having flashbacks. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. But the big meeting has wrapped up. Let's get the latest. We are going to go to breaking news now. A meeting has just wrapped up. What camera would you like me on? That one? Okay. Let's head. I'm so glad we deleted our pilot. Yeah, good point. <laughs> So Jacinda Ardern was meeting Anthony Albanese. Who was her deputy meeting? And the deputy prime minister was also in Sydney meeting with supermarket chain Costco. I think that's just called grocery shopping. Yeah, right, OK. Actually, sticking with food, Mel, and the big talking point this week... KFC swapping lettuce for cabbage in its burgers. And customers have welcomed the move. This is cabbage. I've actually just ate some of it, and it is f***ing cabbage. Look, this chunk of it. Cabbage on my burger. Yes, look. Cabbage. I'd be more concerned with the soot on your hands. Good point. Good point. Well, the KFC lettuce crisis has forced fast food fans to find alternatives. I'm off. I've got a hot date with a Dagwood dog. Whoa. Don't have too many of those. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's grip and gastro. Uh, avoid that. Well, Mel, we may be low on lettuce, but there's plenty of broccoli to go around. Does anyone even like broccoli? Adam Hollingworth, News Hub. Have some broccoli, that's for sure. They look so good. Oh, doesn't yeah. it? He's in shortly with sport and a great win for Queensland. I think you've oversold that. <laughs> I think they have too. Because not just food prices, Mel, petrol prices are skyrocketing. Everyone wants to see the prices drop, except Seven's Matt Shervington, who I think must own a petrol station. What about prices? Have they peaked for the weekend or will they continue to increase? <laughs> Fingers what? crossed. I think Shervo owns a servo. Yeah. Um, the rising cost of petrol mill is forcing some drivers to electric cars. Did you get an electric car because of petrol prices? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, we've had it for three years. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. 
solve the cost of living crisis. Well, Channel 7's Jane Doyle has an idea. Superworms could help save Australia. <laughs> Matt Shevington hopes so. He's just bought a ton of them. Um, <laughs> fingers crossed. One solution to the food crisis is freezing food for later in the week. Sunrise spoke to an expert. The list is endless when it comes to freezing foods. It's something we've just got to get in our heads that we've got to do more of, isn't it? Take us through some of the basics for how to freeze food. <laughs> some of the basics? I reckon put it in the freezer. <laughs> they should know the freezer. It's where they store Koshi. <laughs> it's not that hard. Just roll it in. This man revealed how he's saving money. Making my lunches now, like I'm not getting Uber Eats, deleted the app. <laughs> like, yeah, man, I just like, and, and I'm single, man. Okay, well. <laughs> Sometimes you'd order for two just to feel something. <laughs> but the big question is, Mel, are interest rates going to keep rising? Homeowners just want certainty. Is that what is going to happen to them? Is that what is coming no. back? No. Interest rates through the roof? No, I, I, well, relatively, yes. Okay, great. <laughs> We've got to take a break. Back with more in the cheap seats. story this week, Mel. Seven News Adelaide have officially run out of news. What is it about little boys and fire engines and hoses and things? <laughs> well, that's all the news we have for now. <laughs> that's all the news? We've got rolling coverage, but you know where they never run out of news, Tim? Where? New Zealand. Uh, it's time to head... <laughs> Have we, run, have we run out of news? What are we doing going to Across the Ditch so early? Well, look, we've got to know some top news at News Hub where their production team has got a little heavy-handed with the Microsoft PowerPoint transitions. Well, joining me now is astronomer Ian Griffin. Hi there, Ian. <laughs> in fairness, Microsoft PowerPoint has only just come out in New Zealand, so we're trying it. We're taking Zoom, literally. Uh, to wild weather news... A lunchtime visitor no one was expecting. I was preparing his morning tea when there was an almighty bang. Bang, and, and I almost I... myself in the, <laughs> in the bed. And, and that's the mayor, so... Well, of course, Mel, this week New Zealand have been celebrating... The first big dump of the season. <laughs> and I think we know who took it. We're very excited by the snow. Bought some new toys. <laughs> Hopefully I don't injure myself too badly. <laughs> Have you used these before? No, so it should be interesting. <laughs> What's amazing, he failed the concussion test before he got concussed. <laughs> and that was... Well, it's been another week of wild weather here in Australia, Mel, and this weather presenter in Queensland has a tip to beat the freeze. If you've got a fireplace, now's the time to use it. Otherwise, just sit against a north-facing wall, protected from the wind, and let the warm sun shine on your body. Now it's back to the team. <laughs> Make sure to DM me what you're wearing. <laughs> Seems like a lot to take in. Can we go to Channel 9 to get a clear report? A double digit, a single uh, double digit morning on the way. A double single double digit. <laughs> Good, great. And early morning brain fog as well, by the way. <laughs> well, Mel, ski season has kicked off and these kids were asked about what kind of skiing they'd like to specialise in. What do you want to do? What sort of discipline would you like to take on on the mountain? 
What are you Moguls? Moguls. Moguls. What about yourself? Um, GS Alpine. Oh, Alpine. Oh, same. Moguls. Oh, Moguls. Oh, okay. So Alana and Zali, you'll see see you guys going head to head. Sammy, what do you want to do when you grow up? Be a zookeeper at <laughs> Yeah, be a zookeeper in Melbourne. Okay, that's a bit different to this. <laughs> he needs a north-facing wall. That's all that kid needs. It's been a massive week in the world of sport, with State of Origin kicking off on Wednesday. Yes, the newsreaders got into the spirit, some better than others. That's all from us this Wednesday. Go Queensland. Go Queensland. Go Queensland. Go your favourite team. Yeah. <laughs> Go sport. It's only just started and Darren Lockyer is already losing interest. Well, players on both sides of the Origin Arena tonight, the Broncos certainly oh, yeah. have split allegiances. <laughs> Who's going to miss the bus? <laughs> That's me during across the ditch. Um, Queensland go 1 0 in the best of three series, Mel, putting the Maroons in great shape. Oh, I hate that word, shape. What shape? Shape. shape? shape. It's disgusting. Oh, you're in no it. one knows what it means. Who's who's no one at home knows what shape is. <laughs> I feel like it's the first thing you learn. Map <laughs> plan of origin, look out for it. It's an amazing competition. Queensland took out game one thanks to their inspirational coach, Billy Slater, and pearls of wisdom like this. It comes down to, to moments, uh, small moments, you know, but they're big moments. <laughs> and they won by single double digits. Okay, great. Because one expert managed to predict the results. North Queensland's resident punting croc, Snappy Tom, is backing the Maroons to win. Well, thanks for sure you're not arguing with Snappy Tom, eh? Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> Nose is footy. <laughs> Nose is footy. Amazingly, that zookeeper wants to be an uh, aerial skier, so that is, that is incredible. Snappy Tom is actually how I have you saved in my phone, so... <laughs> Apparently, Snappy Tom sadly ate three children. Um, <laughs> small children, but big children. Um, <laughs> I love that we're applauding crocodile mauling kids. The only animal who got the result right. Meanwhile, Alfie the police horse had his own prediction for who will take tonight's victory. Good boy. Tiani Reid, Seven News. Yeah, good boy. Uh, Tiani, love your outfit too. <laughs> I, I think Rob, Rob might be getting a visit from Alfie the police horse. <laughs> what is he doing there? Look, my my favourite thing about State of Origin, Mel, is seeing our favourite reporter, Rob Bruff's take on it all. Oh, very exciting. It's getting very close now. I saw you had a maroon donut for morning tea this I morning. Did, you I did, I did. Maroon everything. It'll help the boys tonight. <laughs> good stuff. Oh, you love the banner, eh? Yep. <laughs> love the banner, eh? Yeah, good boy. Nine uh, News Gold Coast. We're really getting into the spirit with some amazing visual effects. Now's the time to dust off your Origin essentials. Bruce, Eva, you'll be needing these. Three, two, one. Bruce. <laughs> Much oh. better, Bruce. <laughs> good, good boy. Um, in fairness, I didn't see him eating a maroon magic mushroom beforehand, so that might have been what caused it. Meanwhile, Mel, I get the feeling that Channel 9's Wally Lewis is trying to report whilst also getting his step count up. He tormented the Blues for a decade and just when they thought they were regaining the origin ascendancy, <laughs> Billy Slater has come back to haunt New South Wales. Oh, my gosh. He's like a shark. If he stops moving, he dies. All right. <laughs> Pubs across the country were getting amongst the action. The Dewporth Tavern is playing it safe with its origin decor tonight, flying maroon and blue balloons. But there are no prizes for guessing who the crowd will be shouting for. 
<laughs> you could probably just ask him. Um... Fine line between watching the NRL or just doing a gender reveal. Oh, right. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, Mel, it's state against state, and this supporter summed it up best. I always go for New South Wales, so New South Wales. Why do you go for New South Wales? Because I come from Adelaide. OK, great. <laughs> Time for a break. Back with the world of showbiz. <laughs> Showbiz news from around the world, so would you please welcome to the desk the Cheap Seat's very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM. It's Mel Trasino! Lovely to see you, Mel. What have you been watching this week? Okay, Love Island UK has officially returned to nine now. Uh, the Islanders gave us a spiel on who they are, what they do, their interests. This is what Liam decided we should all know. If you really I thought Alan Joe was too broke for 20 years. I just thought it was like out. And John. <laughs> he also thought Rocket Man was about lettuce. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Liam's 22, he's a student, and his friends would describe him as cheeky, caring, and probably curious. I just wonder about things like how does the grape go from a grape to a raisin? It's mad. <laughs> you just you leave it out in the sun to shrivel. <laughs> like what the show is doing to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but don't worry, Liam's got game when it comes to talking to the ladies. Try any other pets? Horses. So we've got like 12 horses at home. That's at home? Yeah. Like home home? Yeah. Where you live? Yeah. 12 horses. You must have a big house though. If you, if you, you got like... Actually no, it's outside to keep the horses, isn't it? Just stay there. <laughs> And he doesn't know what a shape is. <laughs> he, he thinks it's Fleming and Racecourse as well. <laughs> he's a little bit confused. Uh, and speaking of horses, Italian stallion Davide, he was the first intruder. All the ladies want him. They just can't say his name. He's so I'm confused. Who does everyone actually like? Mm, probably David. I mean, it's weird because his name's Frank. Um, <laughs> the real, real divided. I'm sorry. I've lost my mind. Love the banner, right? Great banter. Well done, Mel. Uh, Davide then chose to couple up with Gemma and she asked him a fairly simple question. If you had to describe me to someone, what would you say? Come on, now it's too difficult at this moment of no, the night. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Just give, just give three words. It's not difficult. Three words? Yeah. Davide, your time has started. Like, she's waiting. Three, three words, Alt and John. So. <laughs> you gave three letters, STD. So that's, that was fine. Uh, so we have our first Love Island couples. India and Akena. Tasha and Andrew. Paige and Luca. Anthony Albanese and Jacinda. Oh, dude. Right. Well another episode of the Kardashians. Kim gave us more insight into how well her and Pete Davidson are going. One time Pete was like, babe, let's go get some ice cream at Thrifty. And I was like, oh my God, you are making me so 
horny, right? Thrifty. It was literally like one of the best nights of my life. And his. Yeah, we all scream for ice cream. <laughs> I mean, Pete just wanted a rum and raisin because he's curious about raisins. So. Did you say rub and raisin? Don't <laughs> 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 oh, rub your raisin, please. Um, and some exciting news for Britney Spears. She was unable to marry her fiancé, Sam, because of her conservatorship. But on Thursday, they finally wed at her house in Thousand Oaks, California. In attendance was Madonna, Paris Hilton, Selena Gomez, Drew Barrymore. So you'd think with stars like that, the music's going to be good. Take that back. Yeah, not good. She's still got it. <laughs> so this is where her dad would step in and uh, <laughs> I'm not saying... <laughs> so uh, how does a grape become a raisin? <laughs> <laughs> and also, what are, what are sultanas? Speaking of awkward interactions, uh, <laughs> Britney's ex-husband of 55 hours, Jason Alexander, crashed the wedding right before the ceremony. He captured the whole thing on his Instagram Live. Here's a snippet. So here's the inside scoop, guys, of the bullshit wedding. Jason Alexander, what's up? You love roses? Who are you? Michael. Michael, that's Michael, guys. That's going to be me, the Logies, on the weekend. <laughs> Just tune into my Instagram live Sunday night. So there are sultanas. <laughs> like, like, what's a, what's a current? <laughs> Isn't it confusing? I think that's a good point. The Kid Leroy returned to Rod Laver after his no-show last week and he brought out a very special guest. It was good of the Kid Leroy to show up to his own performance. That was nice. <laughs> Thank you. Entertaining all the toddler Leroy's. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so, a prune. Yeah, what's a prune? <laughs> what is a prune? That's a good point. That's a good point. To some film news now with the stars of the new Elvis movie, Tom Hanks and Austin Butler, recently in the country attending the film's Australian premieres. And with Elvis fever taking over, the enthusiasm for Elvis extended to the ABC. Also coming up, uh, we look at the new Elvis spy pick. Have you got a favourite Elvis song, Tony? No. <laughs> cultural correspondent, I am committed to bringing you exclusives, which is why I took a camera to the Melbourne Elvis premiere to see what was taking place. Hey, it's Mel Tresina. I'm here on the red carpet for the Elvis premiere. Oh, cultural correspondent. Forgot my title. I'm really not sure how I made it past security, so before they kick me out, let's see if we can talk to some stars. Sorry, what's your name? My name's Mel. Straight off the bat, what's your favourite Elvis song? It's got to be blue suede shoes, surely. If Baz Luhrmann had to make a biopic on an Australian musician, who do you reckon he should do? Ooh, that is a really tough question. 
I'm not going to lie, I thought you were going to say yourself. It should be Alan Fletcher, my husband, who played Dr. <laughs> Carl on Neighbours. What a life. I'm Mel Cassina, nice to meet you. Hi, how are you? Oh, very good. Jim Owen, uh, did they offer you a role? The this the is the camera. Oh, this... It's been cut back there, hasn't it? That's why they call us the cheap seat. Is that the camera? Yeah. <laughs> Mason, I'm not going to lie, I just wanted you here mainly for the height difference. Here, yeah. Keep going, yeah. That's so much better, thank you. Alan Presley was famous for eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with bacon. Thoughts? Like, hell yeah. Yeah? I'm a big fan of The Real Housewives. How do I get on the show? Hang out with us. <laughs> well, I'm already there, guys. So you're Dave? Yes, and this is my mother, Vicky. Hello, Vicky. Yeah. Aren't you fabulous? I love this. At Cannes, the film got a 12-minute standing ovation. How do you stay humble after something like that? Well, you come home and have breakfast with my children. <laughs> if I was ever on a red carpet, I would also have to bring my mum. You can stand now. Oh, okay, yeah. There you back, go. Back, right. <laughs> and that's me, guys, my first red carpet. It's Mel Tresina, your culture correspondent for the Chiefs. Now, amazing. amazing. We sent you to interview the stars of Elvis, and you <laughs> delivered with interviews with Jamoan, a footballer, Dr. Carl's wife, and Vicky's mum. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> Can I just say, I would hold off because you haven't walked the Logies red carpet yet, OK? And people are going to say the same thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> so dried apricots, where do they come into the mix? And that's my week in arts and entertainment. Thank you. And that you. week in dried fruits. Would you please thank Mel Tresina? The, the sport news just keeps rolling in, so to keep us up to speed, would you please welcome Mr Titus O'Reilly! <laughs> massive week for sport, massive day for sport. Titus, yeah. did you catch the Socceroos this I morning? Did. I did. Can I just say to Graham Arnold, on behalf of all football fans in Australia, we, we never doubted you, except for... <laughs> The entire campaign. Yeah, maybe that less the whole. We never doubted you. <laughs> but of course, not just the Socceroos this yeah. morning. A lot of sport flying around. Well, we had the Queen's birthday weekend, so we had honours, and Ash Barty's been recognised with an Order of Australia for surprisingly distinguished service to tennis, and she celebrated with a round of golf. <laughs> I still don't know what he is doing there. But... I feel like she was just like, there was two emojis behind her. <laughs> Five seconds later, he was a human pinata. So... Well, every sport's improved by a mariachi band. I've always said that. And it's... knowing Ash Barty, she probably gave up after hole three. Oh, my God! show brave enough to stick yeah. it into the, one of the heroes of the nation. Ash Barty's had it too easy for too long. No, she's, a, she's an Aussie hero. We love you, Ash. Yeah, we just like this. She has refused to come on our show. Yeah. I'd just like to say that Tim's opinions do not represent the cheap seat show. You can come on the show, Ash. You don't even have to stay the whole segment. You can come on. You can leave whenever you want. Oh. Let's, let's talk about something less controversial. Yeah. Uh, the Saudi Arabia-backed Rebel Golf League Live Golf started this week. Here's some of the action. On the short grass on this hole. It's headed left. Now, 
he's not okay, but in fairness... <laughs> Uh, that guy said some pretty bad things about the Saudi royal family. <laughs> so that'd be a bit of a lesson. Uh, in, in, thankfully, they had a doctor and a mariachi band on hand, so <laughs> he, is, he is OK. Uh, State of Origin, as we mentioned earlier, was on during the week and the passion was on full display. There are around a dozen flights heading into enemy territory this morning. Anyone here going to the game? <laughs> enemy, enemy territory. It's like they're going to Fallujah or something. Yeah, I feel like the rugby league fans will be caught up in customs. <laughs> <laughs> the the build-up gave us this special moment. The, the, the big hand, right? Um, yes. It looks like it's just big enough yeah. in the middle to hold a 4X cup. <laughs> just give us a look at the top of that. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Yeah, forex, yeah. We'll, we'll stick with the forex. Yeah, we're gonna... If you look at his wife's eyes, she's seen what he's done with that fist. She's dying inside. The old grip and grin. Uh, uh, for those not in the origin states, it's hard to imagine the immense disruption it causes. The usual Wednesday night plans have been thrown out the window. Yeah, normally Wednesday night we have a trivia, but we've cancelled the trivia. <laughs> it's huge. Absolutely huge. Question one, how to spell 4X. <laughs> Oh, there's so many ways to show your passion for State of Origin. Butcher Kev Brown has been making his signature blue and maroon sausages for 15 years. Today is no exception. Blues, they don't take too much to, to organise. They're you know, very plain sort of a colour, but the maroon, not being biased, but the maroon, a lot, of, lot more love goes into those. <laughs> Weirdly, it fits perfectly into that fist. So... <laughs> I hope food, health and hygiene came and visited him after that. Um, to the game itself, and the Blues had a lot of problems, like this one here. Tries to get away from Munster, almost loses his strides in the process. In fact, oh, he does. And this? Senses the urgency of the situation, brings it back. We need some new elastic in those shorts. And surely that couldn't happen three times in a single match. Well, coming out quickly, Cleary coming back now. He loses his shorts. Oh, they'd be glad John Hopawade wasn't playing. <laughs> The cost of living crisis is now affecting sport. Just bought a super lucky, 17 bucks. Too, too expensive. <laughs> it's time to ask when a super lucky $17, is democracy working? <laughs> it's led to desperate measures to save money. Here's a guy at the football the the getting a haircut from his mate. And it looks as good as you'd expect. <laughs> is, is that why you wear the hat? <laughs> uh, to the second test between New Zealand and England and watch Daryl Mitchell's six. Down he comes again. This time straighter, this time longer. Slapping it straight in somebody's pint glass. <laughs> <laughs> and then watch the miming. <laughs> <laughs> and can I just say, to prove New Zealand are the nicest team in cricket, have a look at this the afternoon. This is the woman whose uh, beer got knocked over. The team bought her another pint. Now, the Australian <laughs> cricket team wouldn't have done that. They'd have, they'd have said, let that be a lesson to the rest of you. They would have drunk it. Um, but that test is exciting and exciting for your family, Mel. Yeah, my, my cousin, Michael Bracewell, he's, you know, he's in, the, in it. Is it? <laughs> what? What? what, as a spectator? He's made his test, test debut. Yeah, and right. I'm getting all these tweets going, in Bracewell, surprise, you know, but it's my cousin. I've got a, but I've got isn't a everyone in New Zealand a cousin? 
cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a massive cricketing family. There's like John Bracewell and Brendan Bracewell, they're huge like cricket people. No one really knows my dad, um, Rick Bracewell. Um, he's more into IT. Oh, right. So. <laughs> huge name to the yeah. <laughs> Now, have you guys ever wanted to see the worst cricket ever played? Please. Well, here it is. Ball first from Hyatt. Oh. And, uh, now they're going to go on. You can have a second guy running him out. He's going to do this either. Now they're going to scramble another one. There's nobody home at the keeper's end. Now there is. And now he's missed it. And now they're going to get another one. And they have to go to the top end again. Rick Bracewell. <laughs> there we go. Well, that's all we've got time for. Would you please thank Titus O'Reilly? And some sad news this week, Mel, as Neighbours wrapped up filming their last episode on Friday after an incredible 37 years of the show. Here's how Channel 7's The Morning Show reflected on the show's legacy. Kylie, you know, uh, Liam Hemsworth, Margot Robbie, all these people. But look, honestly, I'm kind of glad it's gone. <laughs> yeah, harsh. Do you think after 37 years of our show, oh, 37 years, 37 episodes of our show, <laughs> do you think people will remember us as fondly? <laughs> I'll be kind of glad it's over. Um... <laughs> well, Studio 10, we're on set to revisit some of Neighbours' most iconic moments. We didn't hear the famous Melanie laugh. Just, just nice to hear a Melanie laugh. <laughs> but it actually was a really touching tribute with the Neighbours special going off without a hitch. Thank you Thank so you. much for having us here and we'll now leave you... <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! Well, on that note, it's time to introduce our guest. Actually, we'll let him. Come on, Steph, I'm a bogan. I'm a beer-drinking, pizza-loving, footy-watching bogan. You're also a lawyer. Well, then I rest my case. <laughs> so would you please welcome to the desk Ramsey Street Royalty. Yeah. Ryan Ryan, lovely to have you on. I feel like I want to call you Toady. Um, you can do that if you like. <laughs> so that's good. Um, we, we've known you. You've been on our screens for 25 years. It's an amazing final week of Neighbours. What's the feeling like? Um, like I've just had about three years scrubs off my time on Neighbours. <laughs> Show it's research. So. <laughs> I, think, I think Ryan, you'll agree that your first three seasons you're a little, no, you're <laughs> yeah, you're a little scratchy. Um, no, but it's, you've, you've made an amazing contribution to Neighbours over a certain amount of years. Um, but now, now that we're in the final week of filming, the last episodes are going to air later in the year. What, what's the feeling like as one of the cast members who've been there a while? Um, it's been all over the joint, actually. It's been a bit, it's been a bit sad. Um, uh, you know, people are just kind of spontaneously bursting into tears. Um, you know, people, well, people have been there for, you know, there's some people. There's one guy who's worked in the building for 45 years and he's now no longer there. So, Is you that know. Harold? <laughs> finally found him. <laughs> We do the same thing every episode, just crying for other reasons. <laughs> but enough about Mel's love life. <laughs> do you have a favourite scene that you've filmed? Uh, the favourite one was um, the, in the 6,000 episode where um, we had a nude lunch. 
Um, just, we've, we've got it just here. Just Chris, yeah, let's go. And uh, there you go, Dr. Carl, there, coming in looking for a scratchy that he, uh, that he won. But the, probably the thing that really sticks out in my mind is that he's just wearing, like, what you affectionately call a cock sock. Um, yeah, and so this, it doesn't really cover a lot, you know. I was going to say, when you said really sticks out in your mind. That's the right phrase. Cock sock is another thing I have Tim saved as on my phone, so... But enough about Mel's love life. Um, well, let's go back to the early days of Neighbours, yeah. Ryan. You, you came on and Tony, the character, had a fairly memorable haircut. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, people call it a mullet, but it was really, it was an undercut. Yeah. It was an undercut was and an undercut. there was a tragic moment where the undercut came off. Can we take this slowly, mate? Yeah, Because after that, I lost my virginity, so that was good. Did you crack out the cock sock again? I'm, like, you know, cheering inside at that point. I'm curious, was that, because that's your actual hair, and so you had to change your hair, was that your decision or the writer's decisions? I wanted to do it years before, but they wouldn't let me. So they, yeah, after about five years of having that horrible haircut, yeah. So just to recap, your memories of 37 years of Neighbours were the nude scene and losing your virginity. Yes. Well, isn't that what TV's all about? Tim's still waiting, wondering. Only another 35 years to go. Um, you've had some wild storylines on the show. You married Dee, played by Madeline West. We've got yeah. a clip of that. Friends and family, may I present Mr. and Mrs. Jared Rebecca. Oh, look at that. So nice. Where have you mansion? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But then this happened. Kiss me, what? came out the window there too. <laughs> I know, I know. There was no coming back from that storyline after that. But there was coming back there from was. that storyline. Can't be. She's tricking you. Oh, yeah. And was that the fake one or the real one? Right. There was an evil twin. Hey, there's a seatbelt. This is where the seatbelt cut into me when the car hit the water. Yeah. Oh. Whoa! Whoa. Now she's going to have a scar. <laughs> that was that was D Bliss, your wife, who came back from the dead. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 her evil twin sister as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> when you have moments that you see like that in the script, are you like, oh my god, this is crazy, or are you just like, right, another day in the office? Let's... Well, it's a soap. It's got to be yeah. like that, doesn't it? You know? the, the more bizarre, the better, isn't it? Have you ever had something in a script that you've gone, oh no, I don't want to do that, or I'm a little bit shy to do that? Yeah, pretty much every nude scene, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I like that with the cross the ditch. I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> is telling me he's seen it. <laughs> After 28 years? <laughs> well done, yeah, yes. Yeah, great, of playing Toadfish. What is next for you? Um, I think I might just get that facial tattoo that I've always wanted. <laughs> um, and just a quick stint in jail, I guess. <laughs> well, uh, massive thank you to you, Ryan, to you and the whole cast for an amazing 
run of Neighbours. We are going to miss it, but you can catch the final episodes of Neighbours on 10 Peach later in the year. Would you please thank Ryan Maloney? <laughs> That's how we come back from a break, Mel. Seven News Brisbane do it a little bit differently. Have a look here. They've got a Ferris wheel, a real carnival atmosphere. Yeah, a lot of fun. Human remains. <laughs> Maybe not so fun. Yeah. Now they've added seatbelts to the Ferris okay, wheel. OK, good, so. good idea. Look, we've got a very special guest lined up for next week. Bring back the flap. It's a phrase that's gone viral. <laughs> I've been campaigning for years. <laughs> Moving on and quickly, Mel, it's time now for... What's on, what's, on what's on, what's on in the warehouse? And this week, the warehouse started with suspense. Welcome to this week's What's On in the Warehouse. Let's find Carla. Hi there, Marianne. <laughs> Cancel the search party. Call off the SES. Take her off the milk cartons. We found her. We found Carla. <laughs> This week was a special episode, which means a special topic that we all know and love. It's a special one filled with great offers and a chance to support the men in your life. Follow us, let's get started. Let's talk about gut-loving biofermented probiotic liquids today. Sure. <laughs> let's talk about it. I had a dollar for every time I've said that. And that was... <laughs> favourite segment to another. Yes. <laughs> For the day ones, it's Pacific Update Update. This is the Pacific Roundup of the week covering all the big stories. Now to our social media vids of the week. There's nothing that says the Pacific more than crowing roosters. <laughs> <laughs> different kind of cock sock. <laughs> well, from one favourite segment to a segment. <laughs> pencil it in. This is where we grab our diaries and pencil in some upcoming events. Yep, and that's your diary, is it? It's Jacinda Ardern's. Um, <laughs> it's next year's 1989. That's interesting. <laughs> Oh, there you go. You're getting deported on Friday. <laughs> I've moved that around. But there are still some dates in here that are free. We're going to need some events. What's on this week? Great. Well, I'm glad you asked, Tim, my friend. Uh, can I interest you in the Winter Nationals motorbike drag race in Queensland with some expert riders? I crashed in Sydney in 2013. Got blown off the bike. Six or seven months recovering. Um, then went to Darwin and was electrocuted. OK, go on. That is going in the diary. What else? Let's head to Russia for the opening of a new fast food outlet. Russia has unveiled its McDonald's substitute, a new franchise called Tasty and That's It. <laughs> Tasty and That's It. <laughs> well, customers are loving it. The reopening of McDonald's is like the second coming of Christ, this customer says. Check out the McNovichok. Um, it's delicious. Heading to Alabama yes. in the US and the anniversary of the annual Mardi Gras parade. Their first parade actually had six floats and they say there were more people in it than were watching it. 
I love that parade. I love fire trucks. What is it about little boys and fire engines and hoses and things? Well, that's all the news we have for now. And that is all the news we have for now.